a word of warning to ye of nervous constitutions. Gangsteel Goosebumps is a podcast that could freeze the blood of the most seasoned sailor. What I mean to say is you're about to pee your pants. Good morning, gamers. Welcome to Gatsy on Goosebumps. This is a show, the only show, in which I review every single Goosebumps book from R.L. Stein's original series. Today, we're looking at Goosebumps number 45, Ghost Camp. I actually love this cover art here. It doesn't really reflect what happens in the book, but I think this is uh, one of Tim Jacobs's best. Great mix of, like, comedy and, and horror. Tagline is, be all you can't see. As, instead of be all you can be. I love that. Um, and the blurb reads as follows. The joke's on them. Harry and his brother, Alex, are dying to fit in at Camp Spirit Moon. But the camp has so many weird traditions, like the goofy camp salute, the odd camp greeting, and the way the old campers love to play jokes on the new campers. And the jokes start to get really serious, really creepy, really scary. First, a girl sticks her arm in the campfire. Then a boy jams a pole through his foot. Still, they're all just jokes. Right? So I believe this is the third summer camp Goosebumps book. discussed on the show after Welcome to Camp Nightmare and Horror at Camp Jelly Jam. I think this is, that's the only two we've had so far. Uh, summer camp's not being a real thing in Australia. Harry and Alex going to this camp. It's sort of nice, like they meet nice people there at this at this camp. Um, there's lots of fun things to do, but, but all the campers like always playing tricks on the new campers. And they're always telling these scary stories. Like on the first like night of the camp, they tell two stories. One about these campers who go camping into the woods and then it turns out they hear this noise and it's actually a monster's heartbeat because they're standing on a giant monster. The second story about how these campers are sitting around a campfire and then a fog comes along and drifts apart and then everyone there is a ghost. They're two stories that I'm sure won't come into play later on in the plot. Harry also keeps finding this like blue goo everywhere, which is weird. He doesn't bring it up with anybody. Like this really strange sticky goo all over like the camp. Well, whatever, just ignore that, I suppose. And yeah, all these weird, weird tricks and things can have happening. Like one girl reaches into a fire, doesn't get hurt. One guy stabs himself with a fork and another one puts like a pole, camp tent pole through his foot. Ha ha ha, it's all just jokes, right? Right? It's probably not. Then his friend he's made called uh, Lucy. He's like, hey, listen, we're all ghosts. I need your help. He's like, what? He's like, she's like, let me take over your body. Let me possess you, which is what ghosts can do. We need like living bodies to like escape. And he's like, I can't. And then she's like, well, too bad. I'm taking your body anyway. And she almost possesses him, but he gets away and he tells his brother, he's like, get out. Everyone is actually a ghost in this camp. And he's like, yeah, my friend told me as well. Great, so they've got to get out of here. His friend's called Elvis, by the way. I don't, is that really a common name anymore? I feel like there's only one, it's like Elton or Hitler, you know, one guy sort of claimed that name for better or worse, worse in Hitler's case. So then they escape, they're running into the woods. Then sure enough, just like in this story that they heard at the start, they hear this thumping noise. And then uh, it turns out deep in the woods, they're on this monster's heart and the monster's face comes up. (laughs) And weirdly, Harry's like, all right, Alex, listen, just keep telling yourself it's not real. We don't believe in this. Which I don't know if that would really work because they just sort of saw all this ghosts. So I don't know why believing a monster would not be real. But sure enough, like, because they keep convincing themselves the monster's not real, it disappears. Um, but it doesn't matter because they're being surrounded by all the ghosts of the camp. They're like, listen, we need to, we need your, we, we need your living bodies to escape this place. 
if we try to run off, we'll just become part of the fog. You know that fog that we told in the second story? That was real. That's what happened. That, yeah, that, 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 that was a thing. Also, that goo everywhere is what happens when we materialize and become visible. Protoplasm, it's called. That's like ghostly residue. Ectoplasm, I believe it's called in the uh, Ghostbusters franchise. They want to get out, but they're surrounded by these ghosts who want to take their bodies. But their ghosts are so desperate to stop being ghosts, they start fighting each other. And like, they start, um, you know, just like wrestling each other. I want to possess this person. No, I want to possess this person. You promised it was my turn. Uh, and they all like keep fighting and like become like a big swirl and then they disappear. So they sort of fight each other to death, I guess. And I guess they become part of the fog again. Anyway, all's well that ends well. Harry's like, well, we made it. Let's get out of here. Let's go find a highway and hitchhike and get home. We'll find a phone and call our parents. I'm so glad we survived. And then he notices his brother's singing really off key, which is weird because his brother always had such a nice voice. They make a point of saying that throughout the book. And then he looks in his brother's eyes and it's Elvis. He's like, what? You possess my brother? He's like, yeah, please don't tell anyone. Don't tell mom and dad. I'll stop singing if you just don't tell anyone that I possessed your brother. So that's what happened. When they were swirling around, um, Harry got away free, but his brother Alex got possessed by ghost friend Elvis. That's the twist ending. It's good. I like it. I've raced through that probably faster than it needed to be, but it's actually, it's a really good, it's a really good book. One thing that stands out is this whole monster thing. So like the story about the monster was just a story, but the story that he tells right after about the fog was apparently what happened. But why is that? Well, then why include the monster one at all? Because later on when they're face to face with this monster, they're like, no, this is just a figment of our imagination that their ghosts are making appear or something. Either have them both real or don't include the monster. It's just sort of a weird deviation. Otherwise, I think it's a really solid book. I think it works better when the characters are away from the parents in an unfamiliar setting. That's probably ideal for a, for a, for a Goosebumps book because, you know, they're sort of get a sense that they're more vulnerable. Yeah, um, I'm fine with the resolution of ghosts swarming over each other until they until they disappear or fight each other to death, to death 2.0. They're already ghosts. Um, and I like the twist ending of the brother actually being possessed in the end. Overall, very solid Goosebumps book. Would recommend. But that's all for this week. Please join me next time in which I discuss Goosebumps number 46, How to Kill a Monster. But as always, thank you for watching and please stay spooky, friends.